We are I. I sit here this morning thinking about two different things. And one of them, you know, kind of keeps circulating in my mind a little bit more than the other. And it's, you know, has there ever been a race of human beings that have been more destructive to this planet than our current regime of human beings right now? Because we know that there's never been other species of anything that has been as destructive to the planet as us. And this thought kind of comes by way of this East Palestine train derailment. And just knowing that, you know, across Canada and the United States, there's thousands, thousands, like, like low thousands. Well, I guess kind of mid, you're looking at about three to 5,000 train derailments in Canada and the United States per year. And not all of these have huge environmental impacts. They, I guess they do in their all own unique way. You know, like out here in BC last year, we had that train derailment that completely cut off a, a river that salmon spawn in. And they had to dig a temporary river around the train derailment to be able to allow the salmon to be able to go through. And there was also the same thing by a mudslide, and those mudslides more often than not are caused, you know, by logging and the roads that we put in and the railways that we put in and all these kind of things, you know, and the impact that we have on the local ecology. Now, I watched a video yesterday, and this is like interesting because, you know, unless if you're actually there you don't know how true it is because the crazy shit that people post online. Now, if you take this video and put it in conjunction with these other videos that are coming out, it starts to make a little bit more sense. So the one that I'm talking about is this husband and wife or this boyfriend and girlfriend or friend and friend or whatever. He walks outside. This gentleman's probably in his you know early 40s. And there's snow everywhere. And this is in Canada, Lake Huron, you know, right by this East Palestine um, you know, train derailment. So all the snow, he reaches down, he makes a snowball and he picks it up and he has, you know, a barbecue lighter. And he's like, look at this, check this out. So he starts burning the bottom of the snowball. Think about that for a second. Burning the bottom of a snowball. This snowball doesn't melt. It turns black. And you can only imagine because they say that it has like this stench of burning plastic. But he doesn't hold this lighter there for a second, two seconds. You know, it's about 45 seconds to a minute he holds this lighter underneath this, this snowball, air quote snowball. And there's not one drop of water that comes off this snowball. It just turns completely black on the bottom. And not even black in a way that like it continues to burn. It is not even hot enough to be able to burn this stuff. You know, and so there's that video and there's this other video of this, you know, this person taking 
obviously a video of um, it's snowing, air quotes, or raining, and it looks like soap suds. And I was like, okay. So if you go up a little bit higher, you know, in Canada where it's cold right now, you have this plastic snow. But if you go down south a little bit more where it's slightly warmer, you have, you know, this soapy kind of rain. And then if you go down a little bit further, you know, to where this community is, you have these oil slicks in the water and you have the animals in the, they're drinking the water, dying on river and creek beds. But you also have all the fish dying in these rivers, lakes, and streams. So this is interesting. Now you have this video, this, you know, Mickey Mouse voice guy that comes out who had a very deep voice allegedly before all this. And you're like, well, that might be bullshit. Who knows? Might be the way that affected this gentleman. But, you know, if it has, how horrible and terrible is that? But when you start putting all of these things together, not only that, uh, you have these military experts explaining, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all this stuff, about what exactly the effects are on this because they studied these chemicals that got released, you know, in relationship to how they've used these in previous wars and the effects it's going to have in the people who are talking about this before these videos started coming out, these local residents in East Palestine, they were talking about these exact same effects that they've been experiencing. And when you when you start to piece all of these things together, is unfucking believable. They, you're going to tell me there's any other species on this planet that has the ability to be able to do these, these things, even if these videos are 50% true. There's not another species of anything on the planet that has ever done anything like that ever, ever. Like, how wild is that? And this is what we do and we continue to do all the time. And this is such a small fractional understanding of like what we're actually doing. You know, we're not even talking about the companies that hire, you know, hazardous waste disposal companies. You know, maybe not necessarily here in Canada, but maybe so. That all they do is they pack that stuff onto ships, acting like they're taking it to waste disposal facilities somewhere overseas and kick that shit overboard in the middle of the ocean and watch it disappear. Like, we know this happens. Then you get into the plastic ocean that is bigger than the size of Texas that's floating around in the Pacific and, you know, arguably getting bigger. And, you know, congrats to that young gentleman who's found a way that he might be able to eliminate this this thing. But, like, you know, how many years and decades is it going to take him to do that, you know, if he is successful? You know, and again, like, these are just, these are fractional things. You know, about how we used to just, you know, dump stuff straight into waterways, you know, from, you know, different industrial and commercial facilities, straight into the waterways, you know, or how we just, just to dig pits and dump stuff into the ground, like, that's okay. You know, like I said, never mind, like, just like the, 
the deforestation, never mind the monocrop agriculture is just destroying the soil. You never mind all of these things. You know, like we are just, we are such a destructive force to this planet. And the thing is to say that, to to sign a green new deal, you know, a few years ago and now seeing the trickle down effect of this and show it being like, well, we're going to just drive electric cars now. We're not going to allow you to be able to have gas fireplaces, gas stoves, or, you know, gas fire dryers anymore in your home because everything has to be electricity. Like that is the answer. You know, the one thing, and this is the thing that I just boggles my mind about this electric everything. Have we not proven already that when you hyper-focus all of your attention and put all of your eggs in one basket, that this not only creates an extremely large crippling point for economies, and it leaves yourself extremely vulnerable to like internal and external bad actors that might want to influence that system, either whether it's taking advantage of, you know, like the infrastructure to be able to build it economically or to be able to take that away, to be able to cripple an economy. Like it creates an extremely contentious pitching point when you put all of your eggs in one basket. We, it's like, like, it's not like we have an example of, you know, relying on other countries for oil to be able to leverage, like, like we don't have that, you know, but it also comes back down to then you're just raping this world, this planet for the resources to be able to supply that. You know, not to mention it's like all of these cobalt mines that are now, you know, very much, you know, in the public eye, but how horrible these cobalt mines are, but not only like the lithium that goes along with it, you know, but in BC, it's like we think we have this alternative, like it's just so easy and righteous to be able to dam all of these rivers, to be able to generate electricity, to be able to, you know, use a portion of it domestically and send some of it or the majority of it down to the United States to be able to turn a profit when most of these things never actually do. Like, you know, we're destroying our waterways to be able to supply a product to the United States that we're actually not even making any real money on. But it's like, like, that's the answer. You know, like, when you start to think about some of these things, for example, it's, it's wild. How right now in Western countries, what we're saying to the world, and especially if there's bad actors in the world, which we know that there are, and we say, you know what, we are going to hyper focus, put all of our eggs in one basket. And we're going to shrink the timeline down. So if you are a country that wants to economically exploit the Western world and you have access to any of these resources, what do you think that's going to do to the commodity prices of that, that mineral? It's obviously going to rapidly increase the cost of that. Well, what happens that rapidly increases the cost for everyday people like us. So you're saying, well, we're going to save you money. We're going to save the planet by starting this green new deal and switching to all electric by 2030, 2050, whatever the number is. But it's like the cost of that is going to be so high to the citizens because you are leaving the door wide open for exploitation. And how could you not?
Never mind what is the limited amount of resources to be able to put there. And can innovation keep up with the shrunken timeline so that that doesn't potentially happen because then you don't utilize those resources, which you already see companies like Tesla doing it, trying to make vehicles that don't use cobalt. It's like you see companies already doing that, but it's not on a wide mass scale. And even Tesla trying to do it hasn't come up with a system to be able to replace cobalt either. And the number one producer of cobalt is China. Like we didn't learn our lesson of putting all of our eggs in one basket for manufacturing and supply chain, everything on China during COVID. But yet we're doing it all again by pushing this, you know, Green New Deal and this Agenda 2030, 2050 to be able to make the entire world, Western world, completely dependent upon electricity and then all of the the minerals and all the resources that are a trickle down of that. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Never mind the fact that there's no real spin-off products that are, you know, beneficial from electricity. And and it, I put beneficial in air quotes there because, you know, a lot of the byproducts of oil and gas aren't necessarily great, but they're they're useful in today's world. Like take plastics, for example. Arguably plastics horrible for human beings. Absolutely horrible for human beings. But you can't deny that we have now made them an extremely huge part of our lives. Everything from our water, our sewer systems, our gray water systems transported through, you know, blue brute plastic pipes to be able to get to us to to even make up that women wear to the gasoline that we put in our cars. But it's the whole point of all this is it's just when when does the world just say, I've had enough of you guys? Like when does the world say that? When does our planet say that? And it's like we look at being an interplanetary, multiplanetary species. You know, and you have Elon Musk wanting to be the pioneer of this and great. But it's like we haven't even learned how to not selfishly fuck our planet up here. And we're going to go think that we can live in harmony on another one and not just be some ruthless destructive force. Like that's the ultimate irony to me is that if we just, if we focus all of our attention and trying to make what we have on this planet better so that, you know, and can 8 billion people live on a planet in harmony and obviously with the population decline that's going to happen over the next you know 15 20 years it's not going to be 8 billion people however that is what we have to sustain right now so i guess that's where the mind is at this morning it's just stopping and taking a look at what's happening around us and how just destructive we are like this absolutely destructive force so When it comes to trying to do better, like I think this is something that all 8 billion of us on this planet, you know, if we have an opportunity to do just slightly better for this planet in some kind of way, seemingly more all the time that we have the responsibility to do so. 